Welcome to What's Your Hustle. In this episode, I had the pleasure of chatting with a fierce businesswoman and photographer. Siobhan is the beautiful soul behind SS Cooper Photography and the fashion boutique Shivy Keen. We talk about setting your own path, creating magic, and her ongoing journey of resilience. So let's get into it. Here's What's Your Hustle, dressed in shine, with my guest, Siobhan Cooper. Hey listeners, it's Halima with What's Your Hustle, and I'm super happy for today's episode. I have a guest on here who we met via Instagram, as most people do these days, and I just fell in love with their work and everything that they do that I needed uh, my guest on for this month end episode of February. My guest is Siobhan with SS Cooper, and she is an amazing photographer from the work that I've seen is just she brings this light out in her photos that I fall in love with every time and we'll talk a little bit about that but we're just gonna get started so Siobhan how are you? Hi I'm doing so well Haliba how are you? I'm good I'm good um this again we said this episode will end at the end of February and I wanted to do it special because February is Black History Month. Even though every day we are to be celebrating Black lives and Black innovation and the history and the culture that is beautiful, Black History Month specifically, I feel, should be celebrated with of the innovation. I mean, we talk about like Madam C.J. Walker and, you know, even the music. Just celebrating and hustle and progress. And I, and every day, you know, that should be celebrated, but, you know, Black History Month is a, is a special time that, you know what? Yeah, of course it needs to be more than a month, but we're gonna, we're gonna take it. And I saw your thing that you posted on uh, Instagram. It's like, yeah, I'm black every day, but I'm black to be black, black this month. So, and I loved it. I loved it. I was like, yes, girl. Like super black. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who is Siobhan? Um, well, Siobhan is a mother, a friend, um, an entrepreneur. I am a motivator. I think I am that girl who you may not be in touch with still, but from high school, I'm that random girl from high school who made you laugh and who was friends with almost everyone. And that is who I am. Oh, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a special thing about people. Like if you can find that, you know, that groove of your friends and you know you're just kind to everyone in high school you're you're remembered as that kind girl not like oh yeah I had a class with her it's more so like yeah I remember her she was dope she's cool well that's the thing it's like people like whenever I see people from high school they're like oh my gosh Siobhan and I'm like oh my gosh and we're like we're 30 now and yeah. it's just like that same fire that we had in high school seeing each other I love it absolutely what is the story behind naming your businesses? You are not only part of SS Cooper, but you do have a fashion boutique that we'll talk about in a little bit. But what is the story behind naming both of them? Both of them? Well, for SS Cooper, it's a little bit boring. So it's my first initial, my middle initial, and then my last name. And I just want to keep it short and sweet to like SS Cooper. <laughs> um, and for Shibby Keem, it's my first name, but it's a nickname, so Shivy. Um, and then Key is for my son. He's his name is Kingston, and then M is for my daughter. Her name is Amelia. So oh, I um, love that. Thank you. 
they'll be running the company and bossing me around and I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I love that you're building your legacy. You're like, well, your name's here, so you better get to work because... Totally. Because you got to take care of me now, so it's your turn. Oh, totally. I think that's every parent's dream. It's like, okay, now when do you get to pamper me? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm instilling all of this goodness in you, so you got to step to it right away. When did you get into photography? Gosh, this is like a long-winded... Um, We've got the time. Tell your story. Okay. So I got into photography a long time ago, like grade six is when I was like, okay, cool. Grade five or grade six. I was like, okay, I like this thing. Um, I would bring around like my dad's old film camera (laughs) everywhere. I would bring it camping to school. Like I'd sneak pictures of my friends when we'd go to the park. And so like a lot of people don't know that I have a lot of pictures throughout the year. So that's kind of how I started. And then I moved on to digital, and then I, well, my dad's digital in junior high, and then I eventually got my own after high, um, yeah, after high school. And then I worked at the Sears Portrait Studio, so yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. <laughs> <laughs> Was your dad big into photography and film and just the art and creating that way, or is it just, you know, every, like, old school parent that's like, I'm going to videotape everything and... my dad is so like eclectic but he he kind of does everything so he has well growing up we had so many um photo albums around with millions of pictures so he loved pictures and my dad used to be like a police officer he was in the military and then he was what else did he do oh my gosh he's done everything he was a private investigator wow he had so many things and then he came here and he was a bus driver and he came He's just done so many random... Oh, he was a DJ. <laughs> He's That's amazing. So, so it's kind of... I don't know. My dad just... He's always lived... Um, just He's just done his own thing his whole life. And so, like, I've gotten that from him where I just do my own thing. Oh, and so, so I'm like, I want to start a clothing company. I want to do this. I want to do that. It's just like, I just do it. Yeah. <laughs> And that's just it, like having the, just being brave and taking the leap of, life's too short if you want to just do everything, do everything, and do what you need to do to, like, pay your bills and get your benefits, but at the same time, like, try, try everything. thousand percent. What is the secret beauty behind being a photographer that some people are not aware of? Oh, man, I think it's just taking it easy. Like, this is supposed to be fun, right? It's supposed to be fun for you and for your client. So um, that, I think that's the secret sauce. <laughs> it's like you have to have fun. If it's not fun, it's just going to – it's draining, it's miserable. I can't imagine not having fun with my photography. And just making the environment just welcoming to your clients yeah. and just to yourself because if everybody's just like – stuck in their head and worried and you know it's just it's not a good time it's not a good time at all and does the photographer have to um initiate that right like you have to give off that energy because people will feed off of that if you go in and every time i go um i talk to my clients especially when we're doing the photos i'm like hi how are you guys doing today and if they're late i make them know uh, like i make them feel comfortable even though they're late i'm like who cares 
Like you're here right now. You're here. Shake all that off, right? Like we're going to get down to business, but you just need to shake all that off because I'm not one of those people who's going to be super upset. I'm just like, you're here now. Let's do this thing. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You create magic. What one moment in your mind stands out where you thought this person or experience I am photographing is why I do this? Oh, I remember when I was working at the Sears Portrait Studio and we had people come in like there's no tomorrow. And there was a family. Oh, my gosh. And the mom had said, and I took photos of the family and I'm getting everybody to laugh and I'm being super goofy. And um, the mom had said that her son, I think he was 25 at the time. He had never smiled for a photo. Oh, no. And like, I'm not sure if like even as a child, he'd never smiled for a photo. Yeah. And- I had gotten him to smile in the photos and she was like ecstatic. And that was like when I was like, okay, you know what? I think I should probably do this more. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's such, that is magic. Like, you know, when you're a teen full of angst, I know I look back at some of my family photos and, you know, when you're 16 and your mom wants to do uh, family portraits, you're like, I didn't want to yeah. smile, but like to be 25 and like, dang, you didn't smile, like, (laughs) but that is, like, to have, like, to be able to bring out a smile in a grown-up, especially, it's just, it is quite magical, and it's a special, unique skill, and really, that, it's wonderful that you have that ability, I think it's great. When I look at your photos, you have a way, like I said earlier, of capturing the light in people. What is a must in your process to bring that light out in people? You have so many really great questions. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, okay. I think a must um, to bring the light out in people is my consultation. So I do um, a 15 to um, 50 minute to an hour consultation with all of my clients. And I just ask them questions about themselves and like what they're expecting and just um, what they don't like. Like I like to know my clients. Like yeah. I like to know what they like, what they don't like. And, um, oh goodness, I think that's, that's the biggest part about bringing out that, that light in people. Yeah. Like when you know what they like, then you can, you can add to that, right? Yeah. And when you know what people don't like, you stay away from that, <laughs> like the play. <laughs> Absolutely. You want them in their groove of like feeling confident and beautiful and sexy and just happy about themselves. Totally. And I like to motivate people. Like this is this is not about me, right? So it's about you a thousand percent. And it's like, what makes you feel good? Who cares about me, right? Like, this is just about you. Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't get to do that. A lot of people don't get to think about, okay, what do I really want? Yeah. Besides, like, it's not about me, it's about you. <laughs> <laughs> Who would be your dream client to work with? Oh, goodness. My dream client to work with? I have no idea. <laughs> there are so many like incredible people out there. I couldn't choose just one person. I, yeah. Would you like to do like editorial work, sort of like a, you know, Vogue or, um, yeah, L. There's L Canada. There's just. I think one person who I would really. She's one of my favorite actresses of all time. And that's Angela Bassett. Ah, oh, yes, the queen. <laughs> right? Just be around that energy and that, like, I don't even know, like, just her vibe is yeah. so matched. 
I would love to take her photo. <laughs> the queen. Let's just for a second talk about the queen Angela Bassett. Like, I love everything she does, and she is um, ageless. First of all, I don't know what skincare regime she has, but it is amazing. So you started your own fashion boutique, Shivi Kim. How did that get started, and what are some of your pieces and your inspiration behind it? Um, so, Shivy King started November last year, I think. Um, and my inspiration was behind behind it was that I noticed that um, there's not a lot of, like, decor that incorporates, or even apparel that incorporates, like, fun, Caribbean, or, like, even, like, cultured. So, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to create this thing, and it's going to be, it's not going to be a thousand percent, like, all patois but it's gonna be fun and it's gonna represent who i am as a person yeah see it out there and there's and that's a whole there are a whole lot of people who don't see decor that is that represents them yes. <laughs> i was like i'm gonna do that cool like so i started with wash your dutty hands i love it oh my god i love it i don't know if you watched um it's a show. It's not for children. Um, it's on Netflix. It's called Sex Education. And it's a UK-based show about teenagers discovering their, like, sexuality and stuff. And there's this one scene where one of the characters, um, his family's from Africa and, like, his best friend is from the UK and he's Caucasian. Anyways, they're talking about something else in the bathroom. And this other guy walks out of the bathroom and he doesn't wash his hands and the person whose heritage is african he's like wash your dirty hands and i was like yes (laughs) and then i saw and i saw your piece and i was like oh my god this is perfect oh that's awesome (laughs) that's it's like and it's right it's not caribbean it's african yes so many cultures do that thing where they're telling their kids like to wash your hands but it's in their cultural language or in their absolutely and it's so important for that to be, I can't say mainstream, but put it out there. Recognized. Like, recognized. You're right. Exactly. Recognize that this is important. How we grew up is so important. Absolutely. Too. Gosh, it's just, yeah, it's just so important for it to be recognized. And not just for Black people, people of color, right? Yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so important for our, the things our parents said to live on. Yeah. Um, I'm first-gen Canadian, right? So my I don't speak, I can't say I don't speak fluent Patois, but I don't speak fluent Patois, right? Right. Like if I speak Patois, right? Like, yeah. I go back to Jamaica, people are like, oh my gosh, you're, you're Patois, what's wrong with it? <laughs> right? Like, it's not authentic. So it's so important for me to, for those things to live on. Yeah, absolutely. I know, like, because same, first-gen Canadian and my parents are Guyanese, and, you know, when you even you go to family functions here, if I say water and then somebody else says water and you're like and then they're like you're so you're so Canadian and I'm like but I was raised here I don't know and like I feel and I know that I shouldn't feel like that but like I feel sometimes when I try to use like the patois I like I feel just not I feel like an imposter like I don't only because I wasn't raised there like of course when I have visited Guyana or 
you know, if I go to New York and we stay in Queens, of course I can adapt to the culture. And of course, like, you know, I can, I can fit in. But again, like, I'm an imposter. Like, it's just always finding that balance. And you're, you're so right. Like, keeping the, um, keeping the traditions and the way our parents speak and how we relate. Because, and I, I don't know about for you, but I know for me, like, being raised around Patwa and being raised around different like dialects has helped me understand different dialects as well like and to slow down especially like if if there's somebody who is Latino or somebody you know whose first language is French you know and they're learning to speak English or um their English is a little bit not as clear as our English would be it just it has given us that patience for understanding because we were raised around it and we can't lose that. I think that is such a special thing as first gen Canadians that we have. Yeah, agreed. I like agree a thousand percent with you. <laughs> it's so special and it's like we are this pocket, right? And like yes. this you're right, like we are this pocket of people and like no one has our experience, no. right? Like yeah. our first <laughs> experience is so special yeah and you're right we're living in an in-between right so it's like we are in between it's kind of like that saying right you're not you're not black enough for the black people right. but you're not right? like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. in that space which is pretty awesome it is really awesome and you know for the longest time you know of course you have identity issues with it because you're like well damn like if I don't fit in with the brown people where do and I don't fit in with the with the Caucasian people where do I fit right and it's like getting to that point where you're like you know what I don't need to fit I'm both worlds and I'm not I'm not separating my worlds anymore like this is who I am that's so important and there's so many of us that we have our own thing now right like there's so many between people that that is a thing in itself absolutely yeah that's in itself now Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, this is the great conversation. I it's funny because um yesterday my friend she's she sent us this thing. We have a group chat and so it's my sister and my friend. Um she's from Ethiopia and she was uh she was driving and then 917 was playing Caribbean music. I think they were playing Kess the Band or something. And she was like Wait a minute. She she sent it to us, and she was like, "Yo, Edmonton got a little bit of flavor all of a sudden." And then I texted her back, and I was like, "Are they feeling all right? Like, is what? Is <laughs> like, thank you for this ten minute Caribbean jam fet. But like, are you okay? Are you okay? Do you need a minute? Like, did you like the the weekend not play on your like your set list?" <laughs> <laughs> but I just have to say I do miss a good fet. It re- it reminded me. Oh, it reminded me that I missed a good fet. I cannot wait for the day. <laughs> I don't typically like. I don't typically take play mats or anything like that. Yeah, but I will. <laughs> like I am in the costume. I am in the. I'm in everything. Yeah. Yeah, because oh. I'm self-conscious about my body, but I'm like, you know what? Who cares? Who cares? Like, the world almost ended. Who yeah. cares? And that's, uh, a, and that's, like, the beautiful thing as well I'm finding with especially being in COVID. It's like, does it matter? <laughs> I mean, because 
we are all, especially as black and brown women, again, we're Caribbean, we're Indo, we're everything, we're Latina, we're just, you know, everything. And all of those cultures that are not, you know, the standard of where we live are curvy women and beautiful and like you know and slim women and athletic women like every body size and shape sorry and shape that there is and it's a beautiful thing like it's a very beautiful because you know it's our heritage it's Mm -hmm. it's you know how we do our hair how we braid our hair how we style our hair and you know everything that goes into it is our story our bodies are our stories right thousand percent i love how you put that our bodies are our story that is beautiful <laughs> well especially for you as a mother i i imagine um you know your children are part of your story and they quite literally are part of you and they like we said earlier they got to carry on that legacy <laughs> hopefully and they need to know that it's beautiful and their body is their story and yeah i they do <laughs> they, they they are yeah i'm I'm not sure I will receive any grandchildren. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) That's totally okay. Exactly. But they are definitely a part of the story. Absolutely. Why is it important to have more than one hustle? Oh, yeah. It's so important. For myself, personally, it's important to rewrite my story. So having more than one hustle for myself and other women who are like me means that we're rising above the story that everybody, I can't say everybody, but society wants us to have, right? So the story, and I'm not sure if you know this, but I was a teen mom. And so being a teen mom, the narrative that people tell you is that you're never going to amount to anything. Your life is over. You're done for. (laughs) Like... You, this is the end for you, right? Mm. And so writing that story is being like, no, it's not the end for me, actually. Even though this thing happened when I was a child and I take full account, or a teen, and I take full accountability for it, Mm -hmm. um, it's going to get a lot better and it's going to continue to get better. And I'm going to raise these little humans who are just incredible and um, with... um, by having another hustle, it's like I can I can help them more, and yes. we're gonna succeed kind of no matter what. And it's important for me to eventually. Sorry, I'm just rambling. No, now, go ahead. Free, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, having more than one hustle is eventually gonna grant me financial freedom, and then it's gonna grant me more <laughs> just freedom in general. Yeah. Right. Time freedom. Oh my gosh, that's just so important. Absolutely. Um, more time with my friends, my family, more philanthropy work, right? Giving back. Those are things that I do right now in small quantities, but I would just love to be able to do them on a larger scale, right? Yes. Oh, that's why it's important to me. <laughs> <laughs> and especially, um, you know, the the stigma that people have about other people having children young in their teens is what they're not realizing, I don't think, about the beauty of it is Yes, we're always growing as adults, but, like, you get to grow with your kids. Like, when you have your kids older, of course, you're growing with them. But, like, when you're young, I think it's a different sort of mindset when you're younger and growing with your kids. Because you're all learning at the same time of different things. 
a thousand percent. You're growing and you're, there's, um, there's this realization. I know, especially for me, when I was going, um, when I was a teen mom, I had to take the bus from the north side to the south side to finish high school. This was when I was pregnant with my son. And then after I had him, I had to face a three-week break. Mm-hmm. But this realization, when you're at the very bottom, <laughs> and, like, you have, it's not, there's this realization that I'm going to do better. I'm going to be better. I'm not going to be like the people that hate this. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think it just puts everything into a different perspective, right? So it's like, oh, oh, sorry, I'm just rambling. My Go gosh, ahead. I'm so sorry. No, never. Oh, um, Don't apologize for your story, ever. It's just a huge realization, right? That, okay, like, I'm never going to be like this. Like, I'm never going to judge people for something like this, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I shouldn't be judging people at all, right? Right. But, like, I've gotten older. I've learned how not to judge people and of course sometimes I do it right but I'll catch myself and I'll be like that's wrong <laughs> like Siobhan, you're wrong right yeah. and like, like it's about catching yourself right because Absolutely. we all have those like unconscious biases and um and we judge people and it's about catching yourself while you're judging so I think being a team mom has really helped me to catch myself when I've started to judge somebody. Because oh. before Teen Mom, I was completely, like, clueless. I was like, oh, my God. If I saw a Teen Mom on the bus, I'd be like, oh, my God, she's so young. How does she have a child, yeah. right? And I was one of those people. And then it happened to me. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then you kind of, um, I'm going to stop rambling. But you, you, you realize it. You realize that it's wrong. And then you finally, my gosh, let that go. And you're like, stop being crazy. Stop judging people. Absolutely. It gives you a perspective, and especially learning that perspective younger, I think, puts puts you in a better step to being a better person, because lots of people don't learn that lesson until they're well in their 40s, or some other thing terrible happens to them, right? Read. It's, yeah, it's that turning point where it's like, wow, I've been living... Yeah, I haven't been living the way I should. What is no. something frustrating about being a photographer and owning a fashion boutique? Frustrating about being a photographer and owning a fashion boutique. Oh gosh. There are a lot of little frustrations. Like you just find um so for the fashion boutique, everything is a little bit irritating. <laughs> so inventory from in it mainly has to do with like inventory and stuff like that. And, like, frustrating, especially if you don't have systems in place. So it's a frustration with sometimes yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my gosh, I don't have these systems in place to make this ship run smoothly. So um, then you just have to, like, Google it, basically. Yes. Google, how do I how do I do this? How do I do that? Um, sometimes you get the wrong inventory, the wrong sizes. And, like, that's kind of why I don't do drop shipping right now because – I've noticed that some of my inventory comes back, they'll giving me a large and it's small. Mm. And so, thank God I caught that because my client would be upset. Yeah. Like, my client would be so mad. So there's little things with the fashion boutique. For the photography, it's very similar. So if, if you don't have the right um, systems in place, it's mm-hmm. going to be. And then until you get those systems in place, it's like, oh, this isn't too bad. And it's so, it's, it's more of a, like a, learning curve thing of oh, frustration yeah. totally 
So yeah, for me, those are those are them systems. You need systems, people. If you're gonna have us, well, you need a system. Absolutely. Doing what you love in any form is a method of taking care of your mental health. Has photography been a sort of therapy for you? Definitely. Yeah, it definitely. Like especially during this time, my gosh. Just with the pandemic and just working from home and not being able to see people. And then I can go outside and meet people. And even though we're like six feet apart, <laughs> you get to talk to new people. And just, um, I talk about my core like, a lot and like what I like to do as a child. And I think that's so important for adults to like find their core, what they like to do as children. Like I used to like writing. I used to like taking photos. And so during this pandemic, that's really helped me, taking photos, writing. Speaking of which, you were taking time you need to recharge. Why is that important? I think taking the time to recharge is important because if I don't recharge, I can't help anybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the biggest thing for myself. Mm-hmm. I can't help myself. I can't help my children. I can't help anybody that comes to me with questions or anything. So um, I think that's the biggest thing for me, is like taking my time to recharge so I'm in the right We find ourselves always on the go. It's sometimes hard to find the motivation to keep going after our queendom. What are some of the things that keep you motivated? I think uh, the biggest thing that keeps me motivated is my children, for sure. And the fact that they have me, right? And they exist. I can't say they don't have anybody else, but one thing is for certain is that they have me. And, like, I will not stop until I give them the best life possible. So that is, like, they are my why, my biggest why. Yeah. My second why is, like, my dad, and I do want to help him. He's, like, kind of going blind. <laughs> so oh, dad. He's gonna, right? Like, he's yeah. kind of going blind. So he's, eventually he's going to need more support. And yeah. I, yeah I'm, I'm, that's my motivation. There's a third motivation is definitely those teen moms, right? Yeah. I want to show them that it's possible like this is not the end of your life absolutely and they already kind of have a community but what I noticed is after you leave because I was a part of um I went to school at Braemar so Braemar is kind of I believe it's funded by the Terra Center so the tech Terra Center is um for pregnant and parenting teens and um I believe after that center after you leave Braemar, I can't say you're on your own, but I think that community dwindles a little bit. And so you don't have as much support. So I just want them to know, like, after they leave that huge, incredible support, there's still a community out here for them, right? And yeah. there's a community of women who are doing well and doing, and like, ugh, eventually what I want to get to is a place where I'm mentoring and teaching and helping those women to get to a space that I'm in, right? Like, it's the end. (laughs) It's just going to keep getting better. And as long as they have it'll continue to get better. Being that role model, being that, you know... I did it, you can do it too. It's it's a beautiful position to be in, for sure. Unfortunately, in our generation, we are still fighting for equal rights in pay and treatment of women and as women of color. As a Black business owner in your photography and fashion boutique, how do you feel about representation in today's world of hustling and providing for your family? 
And has that had any effect on your relationships and thought process of growth? Mm, well, I feel as though so uh, the representation of especially like black women in photography and in fashion, I think it's grown quite a bit. So I'm very happy about that. There can always be more, right? There needs to be more. There are so many boundaries to still. I do feel as though there can be more representation. Yeah. And fashion and especially in fashion especially in high fashion right absolutely so it's and representation not just in models right so representation in many ways hair stylists all of those areas need more representation I think there was a thread that just came out via twitter and then on instagram of models going to shoot and not having and the MUAs not having their right their the complexion for their skin mm-hmm. right the, um right foundation complexion for their skin mm-hmm. like those things and or models having to do their own hair right yeah and it's just those are still things we need to work on if you are a hairstylist if you are a makeup artist if you are a photographer you need to learn how to work with different people different hair different skin types different skin colors <laughs> different just different people in general. So sorry. Um, that there could be a lot more representation in um, in those fields. Um, and then like, how is that relationships or has it had any effect? If it, you know, is it positive? Like you're finding more and more of your clients are, you know, of different backgrounds, of different um body types of color you know the beauty of people like has it increased has it it's it's increased like for myself I think putting myself out there as a black woman and being like I'm definitely like pro black lives matter and um putting myself out there I think because of who I am and I'm kind of bubbly and I'm like hey guys like I'm um people of other races and come to me Right. And they're like, Hey, do you shoot white people? I'm like, of course. Sorry, Caucasian people. I'm like, yes, of course I shoot Caucasian people. What are you talking about? Yeah. Just most of my page is like black, black and brown people. Right. Um, it doesn't mean I don't shoot other people. <laughs> I just think that's wild. Yeah. But, us. but at the same time, it's, it's opening up a dialogue between myself and other people. And I'm always, I'm always, I always welcome it. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, bring it on you guys like I think people interacting with me just they understand that even though I'm black I can't say even though I'm black I'm black but I'm very similar to you absolutely <laughs> you're, you're like my, my, the color of my skin has nothing to do with who I am on totally. the inside yeah. and that is like I think that's the com- common misconception that they're like, oh, you're this color or you're, you just, you wouldn't understand. I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? I wouldn't understand. Like, you know, your parents working all the time or your parents on a or your parents are like, of course I would understand. Like, Definitely. and I think that's the common misconception that you need to open, like you said, have that open dialogue of like, my life is not, as a first-generation Canadian, is not that different from a person whose family was born and raised here for multiple generations, right? Like, yeah, my parents had to learn things at a different rate, but we were, we are allowed that privilege to be able to experience things differently than our parents did because they, 
they fought to come over here to give us a better education and to give us a better understanding of the world. And I think that's the beauty of like, you know, black and brown people being raised us like the two of us, for example, being raised around people, Caucasian people, because it gives us an understanding of both worlds, like we said earlier. And I went to Catholic school. I'm I'm not Catholic. I went to Catholic school and I thank God that I went to Catholic school because it like it gives us that open perspective of people and we're just the same. Just we're the exactly same. the same. It's like at our core, we all want our family to be healthy and to be loved and to be financially set. Like we all want the same thing. Absolutely. No, we but... all want the same thing. It's like it's so divisive. Like even like, and I don't want to jump into politics, but even like political parties and all that stuff. It's like we literally all want the same thing. Absolutely. We all want the same thing. It's, yeah, it's like we have all these like divisive things. But yeah. It's like, or all people want is like literally the same thing. Yes. <laughs> we're all so, we're all in the struggle and the hustle. Just everybody is there at the same time. We just gotta build each other up instead of breaking each other down. And I think that's what the core message is. Agreed. I agree. A thousand. Speaking of growth, you are planning a photography tour. What do you envision it looking like? I know you haven't quite figured a lot of it out yet, but you're that's the plan. And hopefully this COVID thing behaves itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, my photo- The next photography tour. So the first one that I did, I had invited people. There was maybe one person, two people that I had not worked with before. So it was mainly people that I had worked with before. Um, and so for the tour coming up, I want it to be like as long as the CMO, like as long as I'm allowed to do it <laughs> and we're taking the proper precautions, I want it to be a bunch of people who don't know each other. Oh, it's beautiful. Great magic. And I don't want it to be, and well, I can't say I don't want it to be, I want it to be across disciplines. So of course we have the hairstylists, the makeup artists, the um, photographers, the stylist the um um but I want it to be like maybe there'd be a DJ there maybe there'd be um people handing not maybe handing out but I'm thinking of making it bigger and better the next time so having gift baskets getting sponsors that sort of thing sorry yeah I want it to be bigger and better than last time and I want it to be an event that people really because it's a free event so I want people to be able to build their portfolios network oh my goodness find people that they really like and we're growing what I'm trying to do is grow a community right growing that that photographer and like it's a diverse community everything I find is very clicky right sometimes Mm -hmm. not all the time sometimes it's very clicky and I'm trying to break free of that so I want those new people who are just starting to mix with the old professionals right not old professionals as an age-wise, but like um, just older, the people who've been doing it for a while. Amateurs to mix with the professionals, to mix with the people who are in between, and just for everybody to learn and grow and network, because I, I don't want that, the professionals to stay in their lane, and then the amateurs to stay in their lane. It's like, we're trying to help people here. We yes. want everybody to grow. We want everybody to succeed. So how do you do that? You bring all these people together with different um, 
level sets and level sets and skill sets exactly and you have them mix and mingle and learn from each other yeah. and so then we're all learning like i to learn I'm, I'm a photographer but i should know something about makeup right i should know certain things about hair and what looks good and what i can't say looks good but how certain hairstyles move and that sort of thing like we can all learn so much from each other that that is to me it's very important that this is a learning a learning event (laughs) so like a mix of i don't know if you're familiar with essence fest that they have in new orleans um before covid obviously so it's just a bunch of like entertainers and just go and experience culture and music and have a good time. And to me, it sounds like a mix of Essence Fest and just a giant workshop of just yeah. like collective minds, just working together and just being great, essentially. A thousand percent. Oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it and I'm so happy for you to return. <laughs> You need to come. Bro. I will come. I will come. Keep me posted for sure. You are a mother. What do you hope uh, your children's story of you will be? Oh, man. I, I really hope that my children's story of me will be a story of, like, resilience. That's yeah. the main, the main um, story that I want to hold. And that, like, this happened to me, and that happened to me, and that happened to me, and this happened to me, but I still kept going. Like, I put two, like, my feet, one foot in front of the other, and I just kept going. And then people told me no, and I said, you know what? That doesn't work for me. <laughs> I'm good. You might, like, just to keep going. And I think that's key is that they know that, like, it doesn't matter what happens in your life. Like, I've been, I've had, um, this is going to get very personal, but, like, I've had thoughts of um, suicide and that sort of thing. It's just like, you know what? To keep going, keep pushing, keep as much as, and get the help that you need whenever you need it, right? Speak to a therapist, speak to somebody, but just, um, get, keep going. Mm-hmm. Mama kept going so I can keep going. And yeah, it's tough and it sucks and you get down on yourself and you're like, oh my God. But don't sit in that, right? You can't sit in that sadness and that misery and, you just got to keep going. Sorry. That's, that is what I have to say. <laughs> <Beautiful>. <laughs> what advice would you give to anyone starting their own businesses? Keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you got to keep going. And it sucks because you're like, in the beginning sometimes, um, I know with my photography, I was up and down. Like, I'd, I'd start it, then I'd stop, and I'd start, and I'd stop, and I'd just... I was like, this is too much, and it's just literally to keep going. It's gonna get, it's gonna suck sometimes, but you gotta keep going, and you gotta problem solve. Um, one of my clients, she, this isn't for my photography, but this is for my, um, this is for the fashion boutique. She put her sweatshirt in her washer, and she put it on hot, and she didn't put it inside out either, right? Yeah. And so it's a learning experience, right? So it's like. I learned that I need to communicate that more, right? How to take care of your apparel. So it's just always learning. It's like, no, it's not a bad thing. You didn't lose. I didn't lose. I've learned more. Absolutely. What are your top five songs? I have so many. (laughs) As many as you want, really. I have so many good ones. I like, like, the old school stuff. So I'm, like, a huge Tina Turner fan. (laughs) (laughs) So my number one would have to be Cranberry. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. 
Proud Mary for sure. And then the other ones, it's just like, there are a million more that I kind of really love. So Whitney Houston, I love like anything Whitney, of course. Um, I'm Every Woman. I love Tupac's Dear Mama. Oh, yeah. Such a classic. Yeah. Um, I miss, I'm like many people who miss the old Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to, um, I was listening to, I think it's Good Morning, or no, I was listening, yeah, Good Morning, and then Good Life, I was just like, oh, Kanye, what happened? Right, I'm like, oh, Kanye, and I get it, like, he's grown, and I can't, I can't stop people's journey, right? It's like this journey that he has to take, and I still have faith in him, I'm like, you can turn this around, buddy, (laughs) So I on my list has to be a Kanye song. So it's like Kanye and Jay Z never let me down. I love that song. Yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna do Beyonce's Love on Top. The Queen. The Queen. <laughs> the Queen, exactly. <laughs> so I think yeah, I think those are five. There's so many more. Yeah. Oh. Um. So, and I always think about this too. Speaking of Beyonce, I um every time I find it hard, I always remind myself. I don't know if you've seen when she was doing like when she first started doing her videos before releasing like um Lemonade onto the video visual album. She wow. released. She did four. I think she was doing four. She was being interviewed and doing the whole thing, and she was like independence is hard because <laughs> this was around the time that she uh fired her father matthew as manager and she was like when you're figuring out stuff on your own you are doing everything on your own independence is hard so every time i like you know feel like what is have like nothing is working or you know I, this is hard like i'm like independence this is independence <laughs> right here if independence is hard for Beyonce independence is hard for you too and it's just like a very human thing like when oh. you're when you're hustling it's it's not gonna be easy at all it's yeah it's not easy I have a quick question to ask yeah um what's your favorite song or what are your favorite oh my songs? god <laughs> There's so many as well. Right now, since working out, I watch a lot of, um, I don't know if you watch Power on Stars. I've watched a couple episodes. So they did a sequel to, like, a spinoff to Power, and now it's, like, following up with his son kind of thing. But they play a lot of Pop Smoke. (laughs) So Armed and Dangerous uh, by Pop Smoke. It's on my playlist, my uh, workout playlist. Win by J-Rock is on my workout playlist. That's I, Those are bops right now for me. It's just, those are great jams. Oh, Tribe Called Quest, Electric Relaxation. It's just, it's just every time that I just need like a 90s time just to chill and just slow down. It's definitely Tribe Called Quest, Electric Relaxation. That's definitely like top three right now that's going for me. You're so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> You're so good. Siobhan, where can the people find you on Instagram or websites? You can find me at, oh, at SS Cooper Photography. So just SS Cooper Photography. Or Shibby Keem. Um, 
And you can find me at both of those websites as well. So ssstuberphotography.com or shivikeen.com. Shivy, S-H-I-V-I-E-K-I-E-F. <laughs> Perfect. I will put the link to contact Siobhan in the description of this episode. So please give her a follow. Book her for anything. She's she's amazing, and I definitely recommend it. I can't wait to work with her. It's definitely on my list to work with you. Siobhan, I want to thank you very much for being part of this episode, and you are a very special person. I think your light is amazing, and I want you to never, ever dim it for anybody, even your own self, because I know that our little monster in our heads that is full of self-consciousness and doubt gets in the little way and I don't want you to dim your light for that person either because you are a very special person. Thank you so much, Kima. Thank you for having me. I appreciate this so much and I appreciate you. You are incredible. Oh, thanks guys. Thank you for listening to What's Your Hustle, created, produced, and hosted by yours truly, Halima Hussein. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Your Hustle Podcast. Subscribe, listen, rate, review on Apple Podcasts. Follow on Spotify, as well as anywhere else you stream podcasts. And until next time, whatever your hustle is, you got this.